How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you? Good. I mean, I should have been recording more podcasts. We'll have more on the way because I can kind of focus on this a little more now because I have more time on my hands. I was supposed to go and do some volleyball training, and within the first half hour, I'm having a great time, and then I just got landed on, and then I'm out for I think, six you weeks. Broke last time no, this is the left one. It's the other foot, and I think it's it's a more serious so break. Broken both feet in the exact same way. Kind of, yeah, in the exact same way, but this time there's a uh, this time it's broken in three places, and there's a a, a tendon. I, I don't know if it's a yeah, it's a tendon, and it got ripped off on the top of my foot so that's gonna be it's gonna be a harder fix than last time and the doctor really doesn't want me walking on it until i think he doesn't want me walking on it without a boot until like the last two weeks and i have to take it easy and you know last time i took nine weeks because i was not good uh, i was not good at all I, I i think i took off the boot and i was walking around it like i think about halfway through and you know, so you just really want to nurse this thing. I rushed it, and it wasn't good last time, but I was supposed to be in a cast for uh, two weeks. I would have been out by now, but I was supposed to be in a cast for two weeks, and I told the, we told the doctor that I was going to Cancun, Mexico, and he let me get off with uh, an air cast that I have. And I have to put on – there's three straps, and there's – there's three straps and I have to pump it up with air on both sides. So uh, I can only, t- I only was able to have this cast be- because I would take it off when I would go in the pool. So I put on this other, uh, it's like a, it's like a sock what yeah. I would wear for volleyball. And what would happen was I would strap it on. There's like four straps, five straps, and I was supposed to keep my foot at a 90 degree angle. I dropped my crutch. And so, what happened was it allowed me to go and it allowed me to swim in a pool, which is nice because if you're going to go to a different country, that's a resort. You do not want to be in a cast. The so how was Cancun? Cancun was actually pretty good. The flying part was honestly the sketchiest part. People like to say Mexico sketchy. That's, that's not true. Like Mexico's fine. I loved it there. The people there are very nice and, the the reason that I say the flying part was the scariest is we were doing a landing and we so we were we went to uh, through the the CBX so we crossed the border between America and Mexico and we were going on a plane and the uh, the plane ride would consist of uh, you know you you land you take off yeah. in Tijuana and you land in Mexico City yeah. during the landing we had a missed approach which basically what happened was. Uh, when we were taking, when we were landing, you're supposed to land with enough room so you can slow down before the end of the runway. And what happened was we didn't have enough. We either I don't think we had enough space or something went wrong. I I, I don't know. I didn't see from the front or the pilot's view. We end up hitting the gas and then we go straight up. We go. We have to go up and out again, and nobody knows what's going on. They actually seemed. Everybody around was still kind of sleeping or whatever, but they kind of just looked around. And what happened was we ended up having to do a fly around, which added, I think, a solid 30 minutes on the flight. And it, it was kind of stressful, but we ended up landing the second time. The, the only problem I had was, the only, and I think the only reason we would be stressed out in that situation is, A, the pilot didn't say anything until the end when we were about to land. 
and B, the dude didn't speak for like the entire time. He and uh, wait, and no, I just mixed up the two, but uh, the other the other one was he was speaking in a different language. So even if he did talk, I wasn't able to understand. Thankfully, there were other people with us that were able to tell what he was saying sitting next to us. And we were on the same four flights, which was pretty cool. And we ended up going. And from Mexico City to Cancun was a nice ride. I was watching. I just you know watched some pre-downloaded Netflix, and it went pretty easy. And landing there, I got uh, wheelchaired around the airport. So what happened was I kind of got to get on the planes earlier and I got to, and I got, I didn't getting off though. I actually didn't get to get off first. I got off pretty much last because, you know, the situation, it would make me slower, but uh, the overall experience there was a great time. The first day we were there, um, I went to and did this class where it's water aerobics. So you're, you're standing in a pool and there's a dude. He's hilarious. He was great, and he you know does a class. It's like a workout for two hours. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, everybody here knows each other, yeah. and they they learn to know you, so the relationship is stronger. So you're on a first name basis at the end. And everybody there is just amazing. You know all the bartenders by name pretty much, and you know sometimes getting towards the end, they know your order. They know what you want. They know how you like your drinks. If you are kind of particular about what you what you make or, or what you want made for yourself, and it's just it was just really nice. And you, know, you went to Florida, yep. you went to Florida. You went on you went on a bunch of rides. What was your favorite one? Favorite ride, probably like Splash Mountain. I've always liked that ride, or not always. Only as of like the last like five years. Yeah, it's been like my favorite ride. So. But Disney World is actually a lot different than Disneyland in terms of some of its rides. Like, Pirates of the Caribbean, the ride at Disney World is like half the length of the Disneyland. Really? Half? Half. Oh. Well, that, that's, that's interesting, but I think my favorite roller coaster ride was probably the one that takes, that always has the longest wait, and it was going to Knott's Berry Farm and hopping on, I think it was like Ghost Rider or something. It was the biggest, it was the big wood one. It's the big, big wood roller roller coaster. Stop! My dog is licking me right now. But it was a big wooden one, and I think it was like a two-hour wait. Three hours to me. I you told me earlier that you were on a three-hour. It's a three-hour wait for a roller coaster ride. That's way yeah, too no, long. It wasn't a roller coaster. It was for the Rise of the Resistance ride, the new Star Wars ride. Yeah. And it wasn't actually three hours officially. It was three hours because the ride broke down for like two hours. And in order to get in line for the ride, if you need to, like, a virtual queue that itself took, like, half the day, you got in at, like, 1, and we ended up getting in line for the ride at, like, 7 at night. And then seven. we waited, like, three hours to get, in the ride, to get on the actual ride because, like, the line and it breaking down. How much time do you spend in the hotel room relative to the amount of time you spent out in the park? We only ever went, went to the hotel room... Well, we only spent one day that we didn't go to actually like one of the Disney World parks, and we had like a hotel pool. So, excluding that, we only ever went in the hotel room to eat and sleep, to eat or not to sleep, and then we like once or twice ate at the hotel. Cause you probably ate at restaurants. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
you know, you do you wouldn't want to be in, in the hotel room. You honestly want to be in as little as you can because you want to be out and about and going on the rides and whatnot. Same with being at the resort. We we didn't leave the resort. We were at the resort like 99% of the time because I couldn't do much. But at the same time, it was very nice to just relax. And sometimes you, I prefer vacations where it's just relaxing instead of go, go, go. You're going places. You're you know doing touristy things. You're going for hikes, doing all this stuff. But I just got to lay around all day, eat and do whatever I wanted. It was fun. Yeah. Got tacos, I think like three out of the seven days. And I got pizza three out of the seven days. And there was one day where I had nachos. So there's some variation for you. The chats. Did you ever have any burritos while you were in Mexico? Any Mexican burritos? No, I had tacos. I, I went to this one place where we had tacos, and they are amazing. I ate a habanero. I ate a Spicy. habanero pepper, and it was terrible. Now, I, I didn't drink any water. I didn't drink anything. I had some sour cream, and I ate sour cream off of a fork. But I didn't want to eat, or I didn't want to drink any water or any of that because I I knew it would make it worse. So I just endured it, and it was it was not fun. But they were some of the best tacos I ever had. I had fish tacos like like I said three out of the seven days, and I think like I think I kind of maybe got a little tired of it at the end because I just had it so many times. But it was really good. It was really good. Yeah. So, what was your favorite part about being in Florida, other than the roller coasters? Were there any other aspects of the of like you know the place that you liked? I just felt like being in Florida was like a unique experience compared to California. It was pretty fun. So you, you said no Florida men, no Florida, no, no Florida men, no, sadly. no, no stories. Did not see any Florida. Men. Does it feel like you were in a different world though, because you're in Florida? A little bit, yeah. It felt like I was felt obviously very different from here it felt like i was felt like i was in like a tropical like obviously i was in a tropical area but it felt like the entire time it was always like a hundred or more like degrees and it was only like 80 to 90 humidity the yeah. humidity added a lot more heat it, it adds a feeling like I, we were in i don't know if it was i think it was it was humid but the thing about being in mexico is the sun you get fried so quickly. Uh, the sun is just beating on you because you're near the equator. You're, you're way closer than you would have been in SoCal. And the sun is just beating on you. You get fried so quickly. I have to – usually I reapply sunscreen or wear ones at the beach here. Mm-hmm. I think I had to wear it about – I had to like reapply three times in a day in order not to get fried. But I still managed. I still was able to get fried somehow. I mean, I don't know how, but did you ever visit a beach down there instead of the actual? No, we never had the chance. We wanted to go on like a swamp tour one of the days, but we never had time. And we were pretty far away from some of the beaches. We were in like, like we were in Orlando, so it was like near like the middle of Florida. So, did you ever visit like a restaurant that was just insane? We actually somehow got lucky into a restaurant in Disney Springs called Para- Paradisio 37 or something like that. And normally the wait for non-reservations like two hours. We got in like five minutes. 
Five minutes. That's insane. Yeah, it was crazy. There was we had just... a table ready, like right then. We think they had a canceled reservation, so they just had to fill the table. We had one. Uh, we went to one restaurant, and we were supposed to get into another one. And then we we roll up. The um, it turns out we, there's a dress code. There's a dress code. And you're supposed to wear closed-toed shoes and pants. No, we didn't bring any pants. We didn't bring it. I brought, like, one normal shoe. And what happened was we ended up going to another restaurant that allowed that stuff. And it was it – was, they were part of the same complex. And it was so interesting. It was the biggest – it was the weirdest restaurant and most amazing restaurant I've ever been to in my life. So you walk in, and they're playing club music, same few songs. You don't know the name. They don't play songs that you know. They're all, like, foreign in different languages, and they're just on repeat. So what happens is if somebody orders wine or a bottle of wine, then people carrying sparklers are, like, cheering, and then they're, like, smiling, and they walk up to you. And then they wait till the, like the wine is there, and then they wait till the sparklers go out to uh, move on. But they give you complimentary uh, hors d'oeuvres. They're some of the best I've ever had. Yeah, we had crab and something else, and, and like they're like I don't know, if, I don't know how to call them. They're not dumplings, but they're just bites of it. And they had other food where. They had bread and there's three different variations of butter and it was it was just weird. The butter there, by the way, is a lot different than up here. It just tastes different. It's it's more natural and the food was extremely extremely expensive, but the experience was insane. And and uh, they asked if we were celebrating something and my sister said her graduation. So, and then we got a free chocolate cake and then everybody with the sparklers came over to deliver it to us, which is cool and it's honestly, I've never been anywhere like it. It's you sit on like a in like a couch. It's literally like a nightclub. Oh, it's like a foreign nightclub. And going to the bathroom, you go in, you walk down a hallway where there's a bunch of candles, and you open the door and it doesn't smell like a bathroom. It's it's literally like a it's literally like a place you do yoga. Seriously, it's like a place you do yoga. It doesn't it, it doesn't feel like a bathroom. It feels like a place where you're doing meditation or yoga or something. So what when you go to um, after you go to the bathroom, you're washing your hands. Somebody follows you in, and they hand you a towel, and they turn on the water, and they give you the soap, all in one. It's one dude that does this. Everybody there. I, I don't remember. I think maybe we we did a good job tipping. There's this one dude we tipped and we tipped him like twenty bucks. And he's like, no, wait, twenty bucks? It's like, what? No, 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 wait, really? It's weird. The work ethic down there is insane. Like those people are amazing. Yeah. Getting wheeled around the um, getting wheeled around the airport was never a hassle because we always had a dude that would push the uh, stroller or push push the wheelchair for us. We never had to ask for anybody. Like they were always there, and it was it was awesome. But I mean, some aspects like sometimes you weren't actually safe if you were outside of the resort they always kept track of you so when you would leave the resort and when you come when you, you would come back they put your name on a list you're only allowed to take like one type of taxi and what happened was if you were out late at like a market or whatever it would get kind of sketchy but it was still worth it because we got good ice cream sandwiches for it from it so it was worth being out late at night in like the sketchy market i didn't go I didn't go. I didn't leave the entire. Well, I I did leave the complex because we went to a mall. 
and then we went to the restaurant. But other than that, I stayed inside. I didn't really because you know getting wheelchaired around was a hassle because we had to get wheelchaired to the market or to the mall, and it was not friendly. Crossing those streets is insane. Like, well, how far was it from where you were staying? It was literally like right across the street. I mean, oh. like direct. And so you know, it's like crossing a freeway. Oh, it's insane. It, and um, it's not the most wheelchair friendly place. I was the only person that was disabled there. Literally, you you didn't see. I didn't see anybody else with crutches or in a wheelchair there, unless we were at the airport. And the people, you know, didn't really care that I was pushing right on through. What happened in the end was. We had to make a bunch of adjustments to the wheelchair because I kept running into stuff, and like I would bottom out if I was going up a up a curb or down on a curb, I, I would just completely bottom out and hit the bottom, and like it's almost like slamming on brakes. I just couldn't go forward. So, I mean, when you were in uh, Florida, did you ever go to? Did you ever leave the amusement park besides going to the uh, airport? Well, we spent one day at a hotel. Like I told you that earlier, where we just like sat in our sat in the hotel pool and just relaxed. You need those days, honestly, on vacation. Yeah. But other than that, we were in like the Disney-owned area for most of the time. Mm-hmm. How was your plane ride? Uh, it was pretty cool. But on our way back, we had a layover in Kansas City, and after our layover, the flight we got on had a bunch of like infants on it. Only one of them was really like like loud and annoying and it wasn't really it wasn't like an infant this one it was like a little kid like a six-year-old we had that who was too. just being like super worried about the plane his mom kept trying to be like calm down it always makes you more worried hearing that we had that too and um on the, the last flight it just I don't know. I got into my own head. Even though we're fine, we're we're you know we're we're thirty five thousand feet in the air, or whatever. But you're fine. Nothing's wrong. And I think I just let my I just let myself scare myself. That's that's just what it, what what it was. And what happened was, I uh, I just got so scared. My palms were sweating the entire time, and I got a headache from the stress. And it was just for no reason. Like, what's Did wrong you get with me? Motion sick easy. Oh yeah, I got motion sickness because you know when they turn the plane. Yeah. I got completely motion sick. I got completely, mo- and I was doing that to myself. So for the next few days afterwards, I know I've been here for like five, and like, dude, the most motion sick I've ever been in my life. I swear was after that, and for the next few days it lingered. So if I would um, go play volleyball with myself in the background, I would, like bump to myself. Um. I would look back and I would just get nauseous. So that wasn't fun. But that the landing is my favorite part of being in a plane. And the takeoff is, do you think the takeoff is the most stressful part? I don't know. I feel like the most stressful part would more be like turbulence. Do you get like a nah. bad spot of turbulence? Turbulence can be bad. I think taking off is the best part. Imagine being in the backyard. Like, uh, sorry, imagine being in the bathroom. You good? I mean, like, <laughs> you, hit, you hit turbulence and it just, you hit turbulence in the bathroom and you just freaking launch. 
that's that's just what happens. Like <laughs> you have nothing holding you down. Like I remember I did uh, an Instagram thing where I I was I was like laughing about Mexican Airlines, knowing I was gonna be on one. So that's like the worst thing you can do is like make safety jokes about it. So I made jokes that like, what's the point of wearing a seatbelt on an airplane? And keep in mind, I wore my seatbelt the entire time because I was scared. Well, you have to normally. Well, no, you get no. The bathroom. Well, there's they turn off the airplane. They turn this airplane turns off the seat light. That only means that you you're allowed to get up to go to the bathroom. You don't. If they turn that off, you don't just unbuckle. I mean, yeah, but. I kept it on the entire time. And I also made a joke, like, they let you roll the windows down and all this stuff. And it just, it, I mean, it's, it's it's funny. But I kept it on the entire time on the last on the last ride. But I was just in my own head. By far, though, the takeoff is probably the most stressful part to me. Yeah, it just depends. My brain was playing tricks on myself, like, Dude, imagine if like the engine just gave out while you were climbing. That wouldn't happen. No. No. That... The chances that happening are very low. And uh, turbulence doesn't scare me because an airplane has not crashed because of turbulence in 40 years. So, yeah, no, that's the most stressful part, even though that will not happen. Like, it just won't. It's never, I don't think it's ever happened before in the last few years. And then there's climbing, and then there's always – I was always like, oh, wait, maybe we should be higher in the sky or something like that. And I was just making myself worry for no reason. Yeah. It's just some people like airplane rides, some people don't. It just depends on who you are. Well, when I came back, I would just, like, research a bunch of videos. And, you know, I found – I watched a video on what it's like to take off in a plane from the cockpit. And, you know, it's just – it, it makes you less stressed out when you know what's going on because I, I was just getting myself stressed out for no reason. You know, it just, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's, it's, it's like psyching yourself out with you knowing that what you're doing is wrong. You knowing that everything is fine. It's, it's just pointless. Like yeah. as soon as I landed, I just, I was just realizing like, was this really worth it? Did I really just let myself do this? I got so stressed out. And the landing is the best part, though. That's, like, the, the most enjoyable part of riding in a plane. So. Do you clap when the airplane lands? No. Good. No. Seriously, though, like, in the most safe airplane airplane ride I've ever been on, we clapped when the plane landed. Like, I did that, like, I think four years ago. I clapped when the airplane landed because everybody else did, too. And I'm like, why are you clapping? The airplane, it was fine. Like, the airplane ride was fine. So we why were, did you clap? Oh, dude, because everybody, like, my mom did. And she was all stressed out. I can't remember, like, specific emotions or if I was stressed out for the did airplane ride. you remember ride. that ride? Like, was it, like, a particularly, like, weird ride? Like, did you go through a thunderstorm or? We, we probably had, like, turbulence or something. But the landing was hard. I just don't know why we were flipping out. Like, if anything, that was the most dangerous airplane. That was, like, the most dangerous trip I ever took airplanes-wise ever. It was weird. But, like, hearing what the captain is saying is so... It just makes you feel so much better about yourself yeah. than when you're speaking a completely different language. I don't know how people do it. Like, I don't know how people sit on an airplane... 
for like 18 hours at a time. Well, I had to sit on a 12-hour flight to go to Switzerland a while ago. That wasn't too bad because, like, the, normally, like, the flight we went on had, like, full-service, like, dinner and everything and lunch. Yeah. And it was pretty relaxing. But some of the seats, like, that would rec- – like, the, the reclining yeah. one was broken. Ugh. So it was, it was, like, difficult to sleep in some of them. Like, on the way there, my seat was broken, so it just sat like a chair. It didn't recline. So. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't want to be stuck in that situation for 12 hours. I've been, I mean, I my dad's been, like, a 16, 18-hour flight. I think, I don't know how long it is, but it's, like, from here to Turkey. And it, it probably wasn't comfortable. Yeah. But I get the idea that, like, all airplanes are, all airplanes are like, really uncomfortable. Because, like, that, that one I went on didn't have a first class. It didn't have a business class or any of that. It was just everybody. It was like the Spirit Airlines of Mexico. Dude, that thing was, that thing was the type of airplane that would let you roll the windows down. It would have folding chairs. Like, people like to make those jokes about it, but the thing won't crash. It's just, it'll probably get canceled. We had a two-hour flight delay. It was a bummer. It was a real bummer. You know, just sitting in an airport for two hours. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not. But at the same time, airports are pretty cool places. The San- Our airport here in San Diego is really nice. Yeah, we got a pretty nice airport. But going over to, like, all these other airports, though, like, when I went to, like, on the flight, when I went to Florida, the flight, we had a layover in Austin. And the Austin airport was so much, like, nicer seeming than ours, just more organized. And the Orlando airport looks so much better than ours. Because when you get off your plane, there's a tram from the terminals to, like, the main area. So you take the tram to, like, the main area. There's a giant, like, hotel inside of the airport. And, like, um, like an actual hotel that you could... I, I don't think you could, like... You might have been able to stay at it, but it was more for, like, people who got stuck there. But it was, like, the size of, like, your average hotel, like an actual hotel. And then Kansas City, we only saw, like, a small portion of it. But it was, like, so much more, like, laid out than ours. I feel like ours is very cramped. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I haven't been there in a while. But I like the aspect of, you know, how you got the lights over you when you're walking through. I don't know where you're walking through. I think it might be the main area. But it's, like, you see... As in lights of other people walking, it's like I think the lights. I don't know what it is, but there's just lights above you that are doing some weird thing, just doing some weird thing. It it's a nice airport, but an yeah. airport. I think I don't know, but it, I don't. Have you ever shopped at an airport? Only when I'm like about to get on a plane, I need some. I've like forgotten to bring something. I just need something like, or if I just only got water or snacks. The like, yeah, the weirdest thing ever is when people buy. You know, they have like designer stores at an airport for some yeah, reason. What? Right. Why would you shop there? I guess just for people who want like a souvenir, they were able to find where they were. Yeah, like, most oh, likely this bag that I got was bought in this city. And then you have those people that are like, "Let me buy a thirty thousand dollar bag here because I can." Yeah. Because I feel like it. Because I feel like it. The live stream on Instagram didn't go out this time because I plugged in my phone finally. Whoop. That's great. 
That's great. It went in. It didn't go in like ha- out like halfway three last time. Yeah, and then we uh, cut the podcast, and then now we restart. That last episode was a disaster, and we made it through another one. Yep. Thank God. All right. Now I think I'm going to wrap that up there. Thank you for listening. It's it's outro time. So share this podcast. And what did I say last time? What was I say for all of them? Like tell your tell tell your family, tell your friends. If you don't have if you don't have friends, go out to the corner of a street and hold up a sign that says the world's going to end like a crazy person and tell them to listen to my podcast. Thank you all for listening and I'll see you all next time.